you know, when your your team goes and scores 130 points against the defending NBA champions, beating them for the second time this season, you're going to have a lot of good things to say. There's going to be a lot of nice statistics that we're going to talk about as the Phoenix Suns have defeated the Golden State Warriors by a final score of 130 to 119. Plenty of great things to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session, Matthew. Yep. And there's still some opportunities out there, I feel. I still feel like we're going to go down some sort of avenue talking about <laughs> double deuce and the way that they kind of played like a deuce. But you know what? Suns win 9-5, and 2-0 and over the Golden State Warriors. They're now 0-8 on the season on the road. Yeah, uh, Booker, wow. Like, Cameron Payne, just wow. 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 You know, Mikhail Bridges, wow. wow. And Tori Steph Craig, wow. Wow, Tori Craig, wow. wow. Too. A, a big wow game from the Suns, a big revenge game after last game. And they, uh, you know, it's it's a fun game to watch when Curry's going off when you know the Suns have it in the bag. Like, I just love yeah. to watch that. You know, any other game, that would drive me nuts. But tonight, it was okay. Subreddit, stakeout, that's a different story. Though. Oh, I can't wait. Warriors fans are not having out. a good time. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, to your point, uh, uh, Steph Curry, I mean, he carried the scene, what, 50, right? 50 points 50, he had tonight? I think he had 50, yeah. This will be the great thing to monitor throughout the night as we as we are coming to you live, directly following this game, not reading any articles, not hanging out on Twitter, hanging out with you, the Jamsters, right after the game. It'll be interesting to see like what the headline is on ESPN, right? Because it won't be like Suns win by double digits. It'll be something like Steph Curry, Steph Curry scores fifty points and and loses. Uh, we don't want to mention that he loses, but he loses because he lost. <laughs> and that because that's just the way that that's just the way that they do. That's just the way that they yeah, do. But that's you know the way what? They do. To your point, when you're watching the Warriors play as hard as they're trying to play and they can't execute anything outside of Steph Curry pulling off miracle shots and getting some benefits of some friendly whistles, but ultimately scoring 50 points, and then we, and, but we still wax them. Even though it was a late game and it's going to be a late night, it was a fun game to watch. Sure was. And Legend E, really quick, no eight and wow. I'm sorry. Yeah, eight and wow. We'll get yeah, there. really, really eight at times, really wow. Wow game. Wow, wow upside down. Mom? <laughs> Mom, is that you? <laughs> is that you, Aiden? Uh, so welcome, hey, everybody, to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. For those of you who are watching, you can see we are definitely celebrating the new City Edition tribal uh, turquoise uniforms. I think they did a fantastic job of recognizing the 22 Native American tribes in the greater the great state of Arizona, the way that they've really embraced that as the City Edition. Because you take a look at the City Edition and what it's meant to this team. You know, low suns for the first two or three seasons. I think this is the sixth year of the City Editions. The first three years were low suns, recognizing and paying homage to the Hispanic community, which is prevalent in Arizona. Uh, the Valley for the next two years to really kind of represent who we are. Uh, and what we referenced this area, the Valley of the Sun. And then this year they've decided to go with the the tribal 22 uh, Native American tribes and, and pay homage to that. And I think they did a fantastic job. Uh, really kind of grew on me. We'll talk obviously as a part of this podcast about what we thought of those uniforms actually being out there on the court because that's what Matthew and I do. Uh, but thank you everybody who's joined us live after this game. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. If you're on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, hit the little subscribe button and, and you know, just hang out with us. We're live after every game. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Darth Void and read my writing on brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew. At Matthew Lissy. 
course, you can follow the show at Suns Jam on all major social media platforms. Matthew, I know you're popping open a nice cold beer to start this one. Uh, I mean, you can't help it. I know I'm having a a turquoise ale. Uh, It's actually made with sand from the Sonoran Desert. So I'm really interested to see how gritty this one's going to be going down. Yeah, a little little grainy beer. What do you got? Um, you know, I have some water today. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you enjoy your grainy beer, is it, though. Is that two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen? Uh, somewhere around there. Okay, good. Yeah, if I'll it's two parts tomorrow. oxygen, it's hydrogen peroxide. You got to be careful. Just put that on your wounds. Do you ever okay. do that? You ever put hydrogen peroxide on your wounds growing up? You know what? I think twice my mom did, but Ulysses never do. I blacked out, man. I don't even know. Every pain. time I had to scrape, my mom was like pouring that shit on me. It's like bubbling. You're like screaming. I'm like, give me some back team. <laughs> I, I sat so. on the couch a lot. So unless the remote not a lot like, of scrapes or my bruises. Thumb, no. Stub my thumb. <laughs> not even like your toe. It's like my thumb. <laughs> my thumb got stubbed. <laughs> Crack them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them, Suns fans. Let's talk about this win over the Warriors, baby. Let's go. Golden State Warriors had two 36-point quarters in the first half, ultimately win the game by a final score of 130 to 119, which, as always, brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask, what did we learn in this game? Uh, you know, we learned that the Warriors still can't win on the road. There's one thing. They cannot win on the road this season. Uh, Jordan Poole is gone. So looking at the Warriors, first <laughs> I look at the gone. closing team. They're just He's not there. He's not existent. Obviously, he's like a ghost out there just floating around. Uh, you don't notice Draymond at all, defensively or anything. Um, so, yeah, the Warriors side, Steph is just you know playing with a lot of bums. Sun mm-hmm. side, you got to get the win. You're the better team on paper. You don't have Chris Paul or Cameron Johnson, but they come in there and they shoot lights out from three. Uh, you know, when you're shooting that good from three and you're actually getting to the free throw line, you should win the game. And they did. And they totally blew them out. So I don't really take anything from this game. I don't. I think it's just a it's a it's a win after you've been on a kind of a skid from the last three road games, one and two. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. One and two on the three game roads. One and one, one, one and three on the four game road trip. Well, oh, really? One and three? My bad. I must have missed the game. I must have blacked out from hurting myself. It was that heat game. It was that heat it was, game. You stubbed, <laughs> it your, was. you stubbed your both of you your thumbs. my thumb, dude. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I I just think that this was a must win in a way, just as as much as it can be early in the season for the Suns, and they did it. They I think got you're 100 right. You know, in this game, the Warriors are a team that good, bad, or indifferent. As we discussed at the back end of our last podcast, when we previewed this game. This is a team that struggles on the road. It's a a team that struggles with their depth. And it's a team that struggles because their superstars are no longer superstars. They're aging stars. They're like, what is it when you come the back end of uh, a star's life, like a supernova or something like a a black hole? Yeah, well, they ultimately becomes a a black hole, but I think it's like a white dwarf. And that's kind of where they're at. Draymond Green, he's punching teammates before the season. He's really focused on being like new media and and things like that. And his athletic skills have been diminishing for quite some time. Couple that with the fact that Clay Thompson is a shell of who he 
used to be, and rightfully so. You know, I mean, he's been through some very, very tragic and and career altering type of injuries. So you you can't expect the same from him. Steph is still Steph, but the focus of the Golden State Warriors is to really focus on the the youth movement that they have there. The Jordan Poole, Kaminga, uh, Moody, these guys who they've spent some draft capital on over the past few years, and they're hoping to give them plenty of playing time in an effort to when the playoffs come around, if they are a playing team, have an opportunity yeah. to try to make a splash that way. They're trying to move on from the iter- the, the four championships that they've won and, and usher in that next uh, iteration of Warriors basketball. So you have to pick on that. You have to take advantage of that. You're a good, hell, great home team now at 7-1, and one, and you have to take advantage of that. And kudos to the Phoenix Suns for doing so, and kudos for doing so in a manner – uh, by scoring 130 points and taking advantage of a team that really does lack defensive intensity or the ability to really get stops on that side of the floor. Yeah, they 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 just don't have any kind of cohesion at all. Defensively, offensively, the whole thing is just kind of a disaster over there. And then I just think about, you know, the, the thing is with the Warriors, we talked about last pot. I'm like, if I had to choose one team to go to the finals, just based off of history, mm-hmm. it you know, and just getting it together in time, it would be the Warriors. And I'm not saying with this roster, I just think they're going to make a move because they, they still have Steph. Like Steph is well, just they still insane. have all the assets to do it too. And That's they the do. Side of that. They built it up and it's perfect. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, who is the guy? So I was just thinking like, maybe Jimmy like, a, Oh my mother. How did you know? Really? Jimmy Butler. Yes. Damn. Yes. Jimmy Butler, because you know, like Miami can only do so much and they're not going to get anybody over there to help him out. That's a superstar Mm-mm. elite kind of player. So it's going to have to go. And he's one not way a fan of losing. He's not. And he is the perfect guy to play alongside Steph. I don't know who you deal. You can't deal clay. I feel like clay has been so he's been mistreated badly. I don't think this is really fair for of the fans, everyone to hate him so much, but obviously he's having a hard time out there. Mm-hmm on the court, but he's had a few games here there that are pretty decent. Who do you trade? It would have to be like Jordan Poole or else it would be Wiseman too. You know, Draymond I mean? I don't would probably get... be a part of it. Maybe obviously. Draymond. I the, think the Draymond money makes stay. sense. Yeah, but I don't think that they want him. He's hurting that culture. I don't know, man. I, I think there, I'm not saying that, of course, there's three sides of the story, whatever. Yeah. You just don't know what really story. happened. Draymond's been part of that team for forever. You can't just trade him like that. I don't think you can, but well, maybe he's a guy to go. Perhaps. And again, I what the Warriors will do something. Uh, just uh, acknowledge that, Suns fans. This yeah, isn't okay. the Warriors team that is going to have. Yeah, Warriors get no good in the chat says Warriors going to trade for Cat. I can Probably. see it happening. Carl Anthony Towns could be lasting very long in that system. Uh, he, he will be the odd man out for sure. And the Warriors have the ability to make a move. But again, you know, focusing on tonight, the team that's in front of you, the team that you have to play. I love the fact that the Phoenix Suns came out representing their City Edition jerseys uh, against the Warriors City Edition jerseys, which sucked, by the way. I don't know if you noticed it. It was like had like this like yellow kind of smoke on it. Didn't really translate very well. Yeah, not the best one. No, not at all. And no. they've, had some, they've had some pretty good ones in the past. I'll, I'll, I'll tip my hat to some of their jersey selections in the past. But I love on a, ver- on, on a night that is celebratory that the Phoenix Suns not only come out and play well, but multiple players step up multiple players step up in this game. I mean, you got to start with kind of the heart and soul of this team. Big Dick Booker. So 
So overall in this game, when you take a look at uh, the performance of Devin Booker and how he came out here, knowing that he already had had that kind of kerfuffle, if you will, with Clay Thompson earlier this season, Devin Booker has 27 points, eight of 17 shooting, uh, two of five from beyond the arc. He was nine of nine from the free throw line, but he had those nine assists. He had three blocks in this game. And uh, I think that it was very vital that he went into kind of point book mode, knowing that once again, Chris Paul sat out. And this is one of those things where it, it's interesting because I don't know if you recall, but right after the Chris Paul injury against the Philadelphia 76ers, they moved on to the next city. I believe it was Minnesota was the next game. And prior to that, Dwayne Rankin, uh, who's a Suns beat writer. If you don't follow him on Twitter, I highly recommend it because he'll give you every everything you need to know about the Suns. It's like I, I, I look at Dwayne's Twitter feed all the time. And he had asked him a question. He's like, say, so you, you good, Chris? You good? And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, it's no big deal. And like, here he is the fourth game out. And knowing that he's out, knowing that you have the Warriors coming to town, a guard-centric team, and having Devin Booker step up once again on national TV, which, by the way, I didn't. I don't think I watched one moment of the ESPN broadcast. I don't know about you. Uh, but to, First to, half. Yeah. I, I, I felt sad, do and I missed EJ. I didn't know what I was doing, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dark like, place. Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. But what did you see from Devin Booker tonight? Uh, or is it just more of the same? I mean, the guy's a G, man. The guy's a G. Well, I mean, what happened last game? It was the four free throw attempts, right? He eclipsed yeah. that with five in the first quarter. So yeah. obviously he wanted to get to the rim. And here, like, the whole free throw thing is kind of weird to me because I think, honestly, the way it went down last game, the Suns were not aggressive, not drawing contact at all. They did tonight, and it was really noticeable. Like, that's what was one thing I watched. I'm like, are they actually trying to draw contact or going through the player to get the foul? last game no but right away book was doing that even on jump shots he was holding the shot to make sure he can get the end one if mm-hmm. it's there um so that was one thing that was impressive and i feel like he didn't get too caught up with him and clay thompson like clay he had a sh- he had a shot over clay earlier in the game and it was nice and you can kind of see clay kind of be like fuck you know what i mean i'm like please don't let this hurt book don't make it one verse one you don't want that in this game and it wasn't because book kept sharing the ball like you said the nine assists was huge huge um you know first quarter book was there man i think the five for five from the free throw line to start the game was really big um but he worked hard for his points. Like you said, the three blocks, like not giving up on Steph defensively to actually get those blocks, not foul him. That's mm-hmm. very difficult. And those a lot of guys, gr- that, that was a great block too. That was <laughs> and a, great a couple block. of them, right? Yeah. He had a, he had a couple of them if Steph wasn't traveling, but the biggest thing for me is just books maturity, man. I want him to get the 30 points the 35 points, raise that mm-hmm. point total. Cause now, and now you have SGA out there playing insane. Who's going to probably take a spot in the all-star game. Just because of again tonight. Yeah, just because of stats. But Book knows what's good for the team. He knows what to do. And I like that he can still play, even when Damian Lee and Washington Jr. are out there. Like, they actually spread the ball around, even when Book's out there. Like, they take turns. They move the ball around the perimeter, find the best shot. They're not settling for anything bad. Booker really took his time tonight, man. He didn't rush a whole lot, and it all came to him kind of not easy, but towards the end, it kind of was easier because he worked so hard to get those shots in the beginning. Yeah, you hit on a couple things that I noticed as well. You know, the first thing is the way that they were trying to create contact, and Devin Booker led the charge with that. He was actually 7 of yeah. 7 from the free throw line in the first quarter. I mean, he he lived at that free throw line My because bad. it's all good, though. I mean, that's what he was doing. He was creating the contact, and – what was great about the Suns this game is they didn't really live in the mid range, right? Because that's the challenge that the Phoenix Suns have like in the game against the Miami heat is they'll shoot the threes. And if the threes aren't going in rather than 
adjusting and attacking the cylinder, they're, they're shooting those mid-range shots, which aren't drawing any contact. In this game, not only were they shooting from beyond the arc, and shoot from beyond the arc, they certainly did. I'll tell you that. You know, you look at how it how it ended up. They made 21 threes. They were uh, 21 of 40 in this game. 52% from beyond the arc. Uh, I haven't looked up the stats this year, but I bet you 21 is probably the highest point total that they've made. And you have to do that when you play the Warriors because the Warriors were 18 of 42. It's a team. I mean, so this, at the end of the day, the Suns were only plus nine from beyond the arc, and they made 21. But they were shooting the three. And they were attacking the cylinder. They were getting to the line. 25 total free throw attempts. 21 of those were made uh, to the to the Warriors 17 of 17. And it's funny because those early free throw misses uh, were really driving me insane. Like, we finally get to the fucking line, and now we're missing the free throws. Like, campaign, like, he really shorted one. I was like, whoa, come on, man. And then uh, was, I think <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Washington Jr. had, like, he went 0 for 2. For oh, one. Yep. Yeah, somebody got yeah. Everybody in the arena got like a free cheeseburger or something for that. Uh, it's only when the opposition happens. But at the same time, I appreciated the fact that they did that. And it started off with Devin Booker. He led the way there. And the second thing that you brought up, which I think is interesting, is the SGA all-star conversation, right? Because it's something yeah. they're monitoring. That kid is going fucking crazy. Now, I was going to bring it up <laughs> back end of the podcast, but we might as well do it right Let's now. Let's do it. You know, SGA is somebody who obviously – we would love to have as a member of the Phoenix Suns. He's played his way out of any possibility of coming to the Phoenix Suns. If you're Sam Presti and you have SGA on your team, you go, okay, I still got a ton of assets. I got Poku, right? You know, I got Chet Holgram who's injured. Yeah. I've got, you know, Lou Dort. I got these assets, but SGA is your Devin Booker. He's the guy you're building around now because he's going out and doing that. The difference between this season and seasons in the past is Devin Booker is now a legacy guy, in my opinion. That's one of those things we always had a hard time with. Devin Booker was putting up these great stats and and not getting on those all-star teams or having to get in because Damian Lillard got injured. You know, two times Devin Booker is an all-star simply because he wasn't uh, selected by the fan vote or was voted on by the coaches. He got in due to injury. You know, only the last time was he truly voted on. But now he's kind of got that legacy thing. Now it's kind of like, yeah, but Devin Booker, he's fucking good, and he plays on a great fucking team. He's going to be in it regardless of the stats. And SGA is going to be that guy who's going to have to get in there, most likely with the coach's selection versus the fan vote because it's OKC. You're not going to get a ton of votes coming out of OKC. That being said, Devin Booker won't probably be a starter because no one fucking likes him. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Like nobody likes them though. Who doesn't like them? Like players, every, or every other fan base fans. who the they, people they who are don't. voting, the people who vote them in, yeah. they, they, they don't like them. They jerk off to Steph Curry <laughs> taking threes every night. Yeah. Well, speaking of jerking off Dave Portnoy, I think from uh barstool sports was talking yeah. to, um, who, God damn, who was it? Patrick Beverly. And I guess oh. he was asked, he was asking, uh, Dave, who was your, who do you like to watch? And he said Booker and Beverly's like all pissed off. Like, oh, ah, way to go, <laughs> so a lot of people like, I just think it's just the sexiness of course, but that's what SGA has, man. The step back three he has tonight, he can just get off any kind of shot he wants really. And so, so does book, but there's just a different kind of look to their games. Like mm -hmm. SGA is just, he's a, he's a playmaker too. So, I, I think it's going to be close. I think it'll kind of fall off. I think SG's had these starts before he gets injured. Supposedly he gets injured, then he's out. So I'm interested to see how far this goes with SGA because if he's playing this way, not 40 points every night, but if it's something that, you know, 30 points, 29 points a game and the nine assists, 
you can't trade him. I don't think that's impossible. If I was an OKC fan, like he still fits a timeline, dude. He's still fucking young. And where are we going to get another play like, player like this, man? You never know what's going to come along. Giddy's fine, but sorry, we're talking about OKC, but <laughs> I didn't mean to go on the tangent. But I just think that what, what it's going to look like at the All-Star game, Booker's going to have an opportunity to really solidify himself here with Chris Paul taking a lot of breaks and stuff. Mm-hmm. It didn't look too good the last three or four games, but this game was a lot better. This showed that, you know what, the Suns can play with just Booker at the helm, and he needed to show that because if that was going to go two or three more games it's like okay so we're not going to win these games if we have book so he's that reliant on like for chris paul to be on the court that's what everyone's going to see so i don't think that's support that's not going to happen anymore 100 percent. booker just needs to step over every game and be the man he needs to be the steph curry the lebron james of the sun just be the leader well and it's he like is. the the aussie suns fans pod says in the chat and shout out to our aussie friends gavin i assume that's you behind this uh, check them out when you get a chance. He says, something I've been thinking about more and more, uh, and tonight provided more fuel to the fire. The NBA's position is now. Point book is our future. And we're going to see more and more of that, and, and it's going to be on Monty Williams on how to effectively integrate that into the offense. And a big part of the way that he's going to have the ability to do so is by deploying uh, the services of one Cameron Payne. Here comes the Payne! He had me a little bit worried tonight, right? Had me a little bit worried because he had those two fouls kind of right off the bat. And I was like, oh, shit, like we need you out there, campaign. But he ends with a uh, a Suns high, 29 uh, points, 9 of 17 from the field, but 6 of 10 from beyond the arc, Matthew. He had seven assists, yeah. only two turnovers. Uh, did have the five personal fouls. But Cameron Payne, when he can play like this, knowing that point book is effective. And again, the way that Booker can navigate – those double teams is highly beneficial to this team. And they're getting, I love that they're doing this. Every team's trying to do this to Booker because all, all it's making is the sun's better and better. Unless you get the ball to DA's hands, then they just, it stops, but everybody else <laughs> is getting better. And Cameron Payne's benefiting from that as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He definitely, I'm like looking at my notes. I'm like, where is my Cameron Payne notes? I don't have any pain notes at all. I think it's because it was just three after three. Three after three after three after threes. Yeah. He was helping DA. You know, DA loves it when these guys are out there making threes. He's just like, oh, yeah. You, you always see him just cheering them on. Like, yeah, there you go. Like, I don't have to work for the board and stuff. I'm not. Never mind. Anyways, Cameron Payne, seriously, right now, he is just stepping up big. And I love him sitting on the bench right now just with, with Chris Paul right next to him. Oh, I know. He, he Chris Paul, every time they just cut the to him, three different times. Talk, 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 talk. Like, oh my, like you have well, did, that much to say? Did that you see insane. him after he got his second foul? They let him play for like two more plays. And then he went and sat down. And the first thing you see is Chris Paul give him like the like, well, what the fuck was that, man? Kind of like <laughs> he put his hands up yes. and you can almost see him say, yes. you know, he's just like, come on, yeah. man. Like, what the fuck are you doing getting out And there? then he hit, he hit his head too. Yeah. And like Chris Paul's the first one. He's like, he's, like, he's like, you good, right, man? Dude? You good? Yeah. And it just like, it's like it's OKC again. Like when he played with OKC, like no one thought anything of him. And now like he's playing under Chris Paul and just has all that. That just helps so much. And like, of course, seven for nine from three is insane. That's probably not going to happen again for a while, but he is so deadly from three, especially Tory Craig. And it just helps where they're moving the ball around. And 
the thing is with Cameron Payne, though, like he didn't really move the ball around tonight. He just got not lucky on the threes, but he just hit his threes, dude. Well, I mean, six you of know? ten from beyond the arc. Six of 16, ten. I'm 16. off on the numbers. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I, I I'm usually a numbers guy. Yeah, <laughs> you're normally the guy who's got the notes in front of you, but you don't even have any campaign notes. Uh, six of ten, but he had the seven assists, and I think that that's yeah. that's what I like to see. And and what made the Phoenix Suns successful tonight, and we're going to continue to kind of go down the box score and talk about it, but I, I want to talk about the assist totals. You had nine from Book. You had seven from Cameron Payne. You had nine from Mikhail Bridges. You know, I mean, the, yeah. the Suns were doing a really good job of playing team basketball tonight. And it kind of feels like in spurts over that road trip, the Suns would go into a lot of isolation ball. And they, like we said, they'd, they'd shoot threes. There'd be one-and-done possessions because they weren't rebounding effectively. Uh, they weren't moving the ball around. They weren't getting the assist totals that we're used to seeing from this team. You know, But you take a look at tonight. They made a total of 44 field goals, uh, and they had 33 assists on those field goals. You know, I mean, that's, that's what, 75% field goal or, or field goal to assist ratio. That's where, that's where you want to live. That's Phoenix Suns basketball. That's winning basketball. It's when you go back and you look against like the heat in the fourth quarter where the ball stops moving and they're just trying to survive yeah. the, the clock. Essentially, that was the key in this game because the the Warriors were always. I mean, if you think about it, the Warriors were always there, but I mean, they didn't they didn't tie the closest they got was like within three. But even in the last five minutes of the game, the Suns just kept moving and they didn't get stagnant. They weren't so okay. We just need to dribble up. You know, it, it's like when you're watching a football game. And your team's up 10 points with five minutes left to play. And they're just running the shit out of the ball. And what got them up to that 10-point uh, advantage over the opposition was the way that they were, you know, play action pass. They're hitting the, the the mesh route over the middle. They're doing the corner route. And they're finding the receiver. And that's like handoff when the when the other team knows they're going to handoff. Handoff, 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 punt. And then pre-vet defense. And it prevents you from winning. And that's what the Suns did in a couple of those games where they blew those leads on the road trip. Whereas tonight they just kept the pedal to the metal and a big part of that is campaign. Yeah, it is. And they were so lucky and fortunate really that, you know, Steph Curry didn't really go off for a hundred. Cause I feel like he just needed to get a hundred tonight for them to win. <laughs> and, but there like were times in the third quarter, like where there was just some mishaps on offense, like even fast breaks, like McKill had some airheaded plays uh, DA a few times and then like book some air and passes. Mm -hmm. So like there was things that were going on, but then they pulled themselves back together and they made sure it didn't get so crazy and just start to unwind and then you know i mean if that were to happen and steph goes off the way he did tonight then it's a closer game because the suns are just you know they're they're in their own heads because i think when they get up on teams they might pull back a little bit but it wasn't that it start the third and to start the fourth quarter they came out with a lot of energy with book without book the bench yeah. it was energy and sometimes they turned the ball over but then they just came right back and made the correct play the next game or the next the next play yeah, the next series. I, I think that's again next World Series. Smart. The next World Series. It's smart basketball, and it's it's team yeah. basketball. Uh, I will say that the headline on ESPN: Curry's eleventh career fifty-point game isn't enough for the Warriors. Typical, like no, no, no mention of the Suns. They What's that on ESPN.com? Yeah, ESPN.com. That's the headline. Who goes that's to the ESPN? Does anybody on here, Jamsters, do you guys go to ESPN.com still? Like, that's just weird, right? Do I you? go there for box scores every now and then. <clears throat> yeah, 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 for box scores. But, like, box I never scores. just go there, like, to look up what happened. I usually go, like, to NBA or... I go to, like, Twitter. Bleacher you know? Report. Like, yeah, a, like, Twitter, a, like, like a normal person. That's just what I do. What's up? I'm really starting to, f to fall in love with Tori Craig a little bit, man. <laughs> to get a man crush on tory craig all over again it's like two years ago but i mean 
he's getting these starts without Cameron Johnson. He's being really productive in him. And it's the way that he rebounds the ball, right? It's those aggressive rebounds that we used to see from him two years ago when he first was acquired from the Indiana Pacers. We look at Torrey Craig tonight. He had 13 points. He had 10 rebounds. He was five of eight from the field, including three of six from beyond the arc. You know, a couple assists, only one foul, a couple steals, a block. I mean, he was he was doing all those little things that you need the, him as a power forward to do. And, and he was in the right spots. And it's like, you know, there, there'd be a play where it's like, you know, uh, uh, the Golden State Warriors would shoot it. And then, like, DA would kind of fumble it, and they get it back, and they shoot it again. And Torrey Craig would just come and just be like, that's my ball, bitch. You know, it's like, I, <laughs> yeah. it's like, let's go TC, man. Let's go juice. The juice is loose, baby. Yeah, he just rips it away. Dude, he, the, the picture they took um, the, with the jerseys, with everybody in that big, the big crowd, was, I don't know. Whatever it was, sorry, I can't really explain it for some reason, but the picture they took that they were handing out tonight, about 500 copies, you see Craig in the back, dude, his shoulders, I know we talk about Wainwright, but his yeah. shoulders, his upper body is massive. Like, like he Michael has the Phelps. biggest upper body out of anybody, bigger than Pamela Anderson, dude. Like this guy goes in there, like he says, rips the ball away, but he is built for rebounding, dude. I just think that what he does, especially the three-point line, someone even said in the subreddit, like, you're leaving this guy still open from three? It's like, did we ever think we were going to hear that? We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> Oh, sweet. I mean, dude, like he – there's two plays in the – I think it was the second quarter where he had – yeah, towards the end of the second quarter to close out. The Suns, the double teams were coming. It was either on Aiden or Booker. But then Craig made himself available, cutting to the basket, getting some easy layups. Like he just, like you said, knows where to be. But then when he's doing that stuff, he's cutting like Mikhail Bridges and he's so automatic around the rim. It seems like just, it's just extra. That's just extra. Yeah, stuff. it's extra a hundred percent. And you appreciate every, every little possession he gives you every offensive rebound. He gets you every time he hits a three. I mean, all those things, those are the daggers to the opposition, right? Like that's like us watching it. Every time lamb hit a three, we're like, fuck, are you kidding me? Lamb. You know, that's what the yeah, opposition does yeah. when they see Tory Craig. And I just, you know, I, I had to give him a drop. I had to give him a little shout out on this pod because Good. I just think that, you know, he he's earned it and he's continued to play solid. And, and he's playing himself into my heart. So that And that <laughs> I appreciate. Most important part. <laughs> All right, should we talk about him? Do it. Watch. DeAndre Aiden, 14 points, seven rebounds in this game. Um... Four turnovers. Led the team in turnovers. <sighs> On a night in which this team looked popping, the ball was moving around, DA just was driving me fucking nuts, man. And maybe it's just me. Mm-hmm. And if it's just me, I'm sorry. If it's just me, like, and, and I'm a clear hater, I'm a hate an eight hater, maybe I am. Because I just, like, there was one play where De- he, he had a high screen from Devin Booker. Right. And Devin Booker came off the screen and was at the top of the key. And and he started to roll towards the basket. And Devin Booker starts to pull up to take a three. And he just stops. And I'm in my head, I'm like, well, if he misses that shot, it's a it's a one and done. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just get and he had a wide open lane to just run right down there just in case. And it's like, even if Devin Booker jumps up and he's still rolling hard, he could do the drop into him and it's a dunk. And you see like Jock Landell come on, come out and hustle and sprint and get himself open and make himself available. And you see it when the, the, the Warriors are running out this extremely small lineup you, where you know that they're going to try to do everything they can to just get out and run. Their goal is to be the seven seconds or less sons and run you off the court. And you got De- and, and you got DeAndre Ayton down there, and he's got Steph Curry on him, and he's got him six feet away from the basket. And he does like a jump hook away. It's like, 
Motherfucker, go down and go through that guy. He's in the restricted area. Go through him. And it was just frustrating tonight. On a night where I was happy the entire time, watching this team play, watching Jock Landau play, watching Damian Lee play, watching Josh Akogi, who we'll talk about momentarily, and some of his a fucking amazing defense on Jordan Poole. There's DA just kind of there, you know, just sucking up $30 million a year. Max player, let's go. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I actually thought it was a decent game and a lot of people on like you'll <clears throat> you'll show them right now a lot of comments out there about book or about DA just not having a good effort. It, it's never there. I think what I found out last game is just like this is just basically he's gonna have this is his game now. I mean, the points, the stats, I'm not even gonna worry about that anymore. I don't care anymore. But you know, on the court tonight towards the end of the game, I guess this is what I heard that Draymond was calling da soft right on the court really was that going on yeah i, I heard that from the um broadcasters okay and if that's happening and it's draymond and i'm da i would just elbow the shit out of him yeah. give him one big motherfucking elbow to the yeah. eye just make your name known well, did, dude did, did you see that play where uh draymond green was called for a foul and he instantly snapped at the official and didn't get teed yeah. up and then, like, they kind of cut to the play starting. And the first thing he does is he just pushes DA. And DA just kind of yeah. takes the push. And he eventually yeah. gets teed up going back. But it's like, he just kind of, he's like, yeah, okay. Like, and again, there's just like, yeah. he doesn't have that bad. gene. If somebody was on the, on the I know. court bullying me, I would use that as fuel to the fire. And don't get me wrong. Like, you look at what DeAndre Ayton did in the first quarter. He came out and he mm -hmm. was aggro DA. He was four of six, had eight points in the first quarter, three rebounds. So he had eight and three in the first. Right, he's he always like six, that. So he had six and four the rest of the fucking game, in yeah. in, in in plus matchups. That's what drives me crazy. It's like you have these plus matchup opportunities, and you could really be the guy who just like this team can rely on just for points, man. You could you could should be scoring twenty six points a night against these little motherfuckers, and you're just kind of like ball watching. You know, and the, the the jamsters are saying it. The jamsters are saying it. It's like you know he's 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 watching the ball. He's playing lazy. He's just kind of it, it's frustrating, man. Yeah, and it's, it's like, you know, he has that hook shot, and we're always really happy. The bench is really happy when it goes, and we're like, yeah, yeah, there you go. But then, like, that's that's it. And I, it's automatic most of the time, but then he starts mm -hmm. to hit off the back. It's just like that's all he has. And I am I kind of feel bad because we are so hard on him sometimes because he's just – he is just a kid. Like, you know he's what I mean? Mate. That goes he's He's our, I know you have the you, you know always I mean? have that human element like you have the empathy a for little, the human yeah, element. Yeah, I'm, I'm always really we're always I'm very hard on him all the time just because it's like we know what he can do. But I just think if he was in that situation towards the other game, like man, give him an elbow, get suspended for a game, like yeah. But that's it's just never gonna flagrant, happen, dude. You're up twelve. Get a flagrant on Draymond Green for calling you soft and elbowing you and your kidneys the whole time. Like that would annoy the shit out of me. I just do one of those. Yeah. you're just gonna throw an elbow behind you and like, oops, sorry, like get pissed but he's just out there he's just like hey man like yeah and, and if if he's he was down there too defensively yell at mikhail too for help and i, I don't know if i'm just i probably i'm really bad at watching defense but his help on defense like he just knows what's going to happen behind him so he'll go towards a dude that you know there might be three guys heading towards the lane at him and he has help from one guy or so but he'll head towards a dude and he knows what's going to happen and just kind of lets it happen. Like, I'm not saying he has to be automatic, but his switching on defense in the lane, it's just, it's never there. Like, he just knows, like, oh, all right, this guy's going to make a layup. I'm not even going to try to defend it. Yeah. Maybe he's just not that quick. But I remember when DA used to be like always in switching. Intense. Intense. Yeah. When he wants to, like, like he's playoff, all over everybody. DA. 
Bill Simmons was talking about Mobley from the Cavs and mm-hmm. how he switches his defense. And I was trying to watch him tonight and how he can just go from guy to guy. He's longer than DA. Yeah. But I just think that DA's intentions really when that happens, and this is just me watching him play body language, all that. It's just like, he knows he's like, Oh fuck. I, he knows what they're going to score. He's like, Oh fuck. I, I missed that. What am I supposed to do? Like, it's always that it's always just like such a fucking dramatic story with him on the court. Hands up. Yeah. I just, you know, I he like know. puts his hands up. I didn't even up. think I was going to do this tonight. Like, well, it's I, just, cause it was just, a, it was a decent game. I thought we were just going to kind of, just forgets the yeah i just i was getting frustrated watching because uh, again i'm always keyed in on da and and david ray says it in the chat and again anyone who's watching along live we appreciate you hanging out with us after go ahead hit a thumbs up if you're on youtube and again if you're listening to this later please subscribe rate and review uh but david ray says da is hardly the only player in the nba that has bad games once in a while i still like him a lot and that's my challenge too like i love da i want i want him to be great and I love who he is, and I love he's our number, the first and only number one pick in the history of this team. I love that the Phoenix Suns have managed to keep him because he is an unbelievably flexible player. Okay, you're not gonna you yeah. get a lot of stiffs at the five, right? Like, would I rather have Kavon Looney? Like GTFO, man. I'd a hundred times out of a hundred, I would take DeAndre Ayton. But with my affection for him as a player comes expectation. And he consistently misses on those expectations. You know, 14 and seven from a max center. Like you say those words and it's just like, yeah, that's unfortunate because that's not what his potential is. And that's what always, I mean, every, seriously, all, all this podcast has become is like DA th- uh, therapy. Like we spend like 10 minutes. Yeah. Every time yeah. we do this, having some DA therapy, like we're going to get through this, man. Like we're going to get through this until he's traded. Right. Yeah. And the one thing is always like, I don't want DA to go somewhere else. And like, you know, thrive and, and dominate he'll be a but spur and he'll kick the shit out of everybody we have to get over that because that's the worst thing in a relationship is to think like oh someone's gonna leave you and then they're gonna go out and be like a, a better person but it's just not working like there's something on the court where he just does not make sense offensively he just does not make sense i've never seen this in a player where it's like so cheered on like every little shot he makes it's like so insecure kind of like he's like oh like there was one fadeaway shot he took from the baseline and he's like oh like i missed it oops like and then i don't know it's just weird and dramatic the funniest moment of tonight was in all honesty 0.6 seconds left on the clock the phoenix suns run a great play to da in the lane and rather than just laying it up like he normally does so it like goes in in time that's when he jams it it. and because he dunked it it was a shot clock violation like are you fucking kidding me the self-awareness of this guy I don't know. I, something's going to happen. I, I just hope the only thing is like when I think about this stuff, I just don't want the Warriors to make a move, a big move before the Suns do. The Suns have to make the big move this this trade deadline, dude. Right? I it better. I mean, the, the, right? The, 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 right? The, the rumors are getting, you know, I don't know if you saw what Jay Crowder put on his yeah. Instagram today, like the clock. So it's like the old dusty a, fart. A, a move is coming. A move is coming. I hope. Ooh. The warden. Shout out to the warden tonight. 23 points, nine assists, nine rebounds. A sh- very Sean Marion-esque kind of stat line if he had like 18 more rebounds. Uh, see, he was five of eight from beyond the arc. I'll tell you this. I've been betting on Mikhail Bridges relative to threes for the last like four games. And finally tonight, I was super busy. We had a grand opening at one of our properties. I got home right at eight just in time to catch the game. I didn't have time to put any bets in. Uh and go figure, he goes and he hits five or threes. But a great performance, as I mentioned, you know, taking advantage of team basketball. When this team is popping, 
when this team is playing team basketball, when they're moving the ball yeah. around, when they're you know, just like I said in the last podcast, when they're not standing around stationary, when Mikhail is not standing around stationary and he's hitting his back cuts and he's trying to make them pay and he's getting to those corner threes, that's when this team looks successful. And that's what he did tonight, Matthew. He's getting to the corner three. He was hitting it. He was moving around offense, defense. The only negative thing I got to say about uh, Mikhail Bridges is something that goes for the majority of this league. And dude, he cannot guard Steph Curry. <laughs> oh, no. And I think oh. at times, at times, I think like even though he wasn't covering the whole time, I think mentally inside, like he just had some issues to work out throughout the game. You can just see it on his face, just like, fuck, this guy's, you can't do anything. But I think he just takes it too personal, right? I think when you go into a game like this playing against Steph, you just got to expect, like, all right, he's at least going to get 30. He's, he's going to hit gonna some, get 50. <laughs> three or four ridiculous shots from outside. He's going to do these and ones where he's traveling. Like, he's just going to make everything. And Bridges needs to not be so hard on himself. Focus offensively. I would like to see a little bit more cutting. I think yeah. Juice helped him out with that. The only thing is Bridges was standing in the court too much. I think he needed to help DA in a way to cut to the basket at times. Um, but other than that, I really think that him getting his own head kind of led to like some bad decisions on some fast breaks. Other yeah. than that, though, man, like he played great. It's a sneaky game for him. I didn't notice it too much. I think it's because of the threes. I think when the threes start to go down, I look at the, bo- look at the box score. I'm like, oh, yeah, they count as more. Yeah. So they're going to have more points. And he made five of them, man. He made yeah, exactly. Five. So I was like, oh, shit. Sneaky yeah. game. Like Cameron Payne. <laughs> Yeah, 100% because they're both hitting threes all over the place. And again, that's like that's what you needed to win this game because, you yeah. know, the Warriors, they're going to continue to come at you. You take a look at their their lineup, 50 from uh, from Steph. You had 19 from Clay on 6 of 17 shooting. You had 14 from Andrew Wiggins. You had 10 from Kevon Looney, 9 from Draymond Green. Uh, the bench is really where they, they hurt, you know. Uh, Jordan Poole's only two points came from the free throw line. He was Poor 0 of 5. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, I can't stand Jordan Poole, by the way. He is... He has no life in him, dude. Did you see him sitting on the sideline just like fucking... Well, one... This is is fun. I get to do a Jordan Poole rant. One thing I can't stand about Jordan Poole is he he plays no defense. And uh, if I was rooting for him, that would drive me crazy. The other thing I can't stand about him (laughs) is he always is trying to draw the offensive foul. Uh, He's always kicking his legs out. There was that one play where where he, he was going down the court... And then he just jutted left right into a player, and then the foul was on. I think it was Cameron Payne, and he, like he does the that that he does the bullshit foul stuff that has always driven me crazy. And I know that you and I have had this conversation numerous times on this podcast when we talk about like the James Hardens and Luka Doncic's of the world, uh, and it happens a lot less because the NBA, for the most part, has done a decent job policing people who are trying to create contact, and then the foul is on the the opposition. It's like I can't run into you. And then the fouls on you, right? He's one of those players who does those kind of things. But that one th- corner three that he had where he shot it, he literally just like kicked his legs out sideways trying to get something in the contact and then completely missed it. I, you know, that's where I'm sitting on my couch. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you dumb fuck. Yeah, Kiko wants to know too. Is he added to the punchable face? I don't know. He, There'll be some well, voting going on soon for that. Yes, he might yes, win I, the next. <laughs> well, I will say that Matthew and, and, you know, we are putting out the punchable face, uh, on, on Twitter and on our YouTube shorts to, for you guys to vote on. He's definitely has a punchable face. Just yeah. ask Draymond Green. He has no chin. <laughs> Jordan Poole has no chin. Yeah, he, he folds like a fucking cardboard box yeah. when he gets punched in the face. But he's got that like smirky, I think I'm hot shit kind of yeah. smirk on his face that you could probably describe Devin Booker having. 
People might Booker doesn't Devin have Booker. that. De- Devin Booker, Booker has a rosy cheeks. He's, he can't yeah, but, get away with but, too much. But Devin that. Booker looks like he's an asshole. He really? looks like he's an oh god. That's why the referees have always hated him. It's because he he doesn't have Draymond Green. Like he'll yell at motherfuckers, but he doesn't kind of like this aggressive but welcoming, almost like engaging kind of like, hey, come on, man, that's bullshit. Whereas like Devin Booker's like, fuck you, dude. Like he goes right to your soul, and he's got those eyes that just. And Jordan Poole has like the like the rich kid kind of look on his face, where he's like, yeah, he's the kid who you'll be out there playing basketball with, and he's got you know you're out there in your payless tennies. And he's got like the new <laughs> parents. Off the yeah. Kid, and then like he wants every foul because everything's always gone his way. That that's Jordan Poole, in my opinion. See, I don't say so books. It, Los Sons book is an ass. I don't yeah, know. He is I just never ass. got that from him. That's why I always he, liked him so much. Cause I feel like he was just always on his face, his eyes. I don't notice his eyes too much. I don't know why it's just uh, his rosy cheeks. And then he has just this demeanor of like, I'm humble, but you know, I'm going to do your girl, but that's it. <laughs> That's, that's well, all, but, but that's you got to look at this like everybody is either like a dick, an asshole, a bitch, or a pussy, right? You like be those, those, you're, you're one of those four. Just everybody is. Oh, everybody. But you got to be everybody. an asshole to be in the NBA, dude. It's yeah, but, insane. Yeah, but, but like Draymond Green's like a dick, right? He's not an asshole. He's a dick. Over time, yeah. he's been. He's he's definitely you know? yeah improved to one. DeAndre Ayton's a pussy. Oh, you know, man, Devin Booker's an asshole. No. You know, Chris, Chris Paul, Chris Paul's a dick, you know, like everybody kind of falls. Yeah. Uh, uh, Arthur Bennis, he says that's from team America. Pretty darn close. Pretty darn close. I don't remember that part. Is it? Oh, he's, he's like, Oh, it's oh. the big speech. He's like, he's like, yeah. he's like, you know, dicks fuck assholes, but they also fuck pussies. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of team America. Jesus, this is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my jack. Landale. That is perfect transitioning right there. God, you can't write <laughs> that shit. Uh, three, of five, three of five for Jock Landale in 16 minutes, 29 seconds played. Seven points, had four rebounds. But most importantly, he brought the fire to this team that was needed during that stretch in which the Golden State Warriors were trying to scrunch it close. Then you know that that end of the third, beginning of the fourth, and I thought that Jock Landell did a great job in the second half, and I think Josh Akogi did the first did a great job in the first half. Josh Akogi is one of the few Phoenix Suns who we do not have a drop for. So if any of the Jamsters have any idea, go ahead, go to our Twitter page at Suns Jam and DM us. Let us know what you think would be a good job drop for Josh Akogi, because as Charles says in the chat, oops. Uh, as dumbass bitch said in the chat, man, did you, I clicked the wrong ones? I, I saved the wrong ones. <laughs> Somebody earlier in the chat said, "said uh, man, Josh Kogi is great on offense, but man, that defense or, or, or the other way around." He's I was going to say it's the other way man, around. That offense. When he I was shoots say he three, no dude. The the one thing I got to say between Josh Kogi and Jock Landell, the way that they both contributed in this game, fantastic contributions. Both of you never shoot a three again. Never. I mean, when Jock throws it up, I mean, he's seven percent right now, or something crazy. <laughs> I know it's so we stupid. To, we have to storm the. We have to storm something. Storm, storm someone's house or something. Just to like, no more threes. No more threes. Just to make a point. Like, you know, he only had one tonight. I think when he clunked, he's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna fucking do that again." Good. Yeah, Stay thank in the God. Middle, man. And then Josh Kogi, I'm like, no. But Josh Kogi played great defense on like Jordan Poole. He he does. He was he's so great. aggressive though. He's yes. so aggressive. I love he's it. gonna draw the fouls, get fouls, 
and yeah, it's fine. It's just, he's so insanely on top of guys. Like he's like swimming around them. Like he's in water. It's really weird. Like all of a sudden the guy will stop. He's just like, whoop, like swarming around them. Like, whoop. yeah. It's like, how do you, matrix how do you slip a screen? Yeah. You go matrix style. You take the blue. Pill. Yeah. You turn into a thin piece of paper. It seems like he just does weird things out there. Well, and, and he's the guy, and I, I like to see them utilize him, and I like to see them utilize him a little bit more for five minutes stints against certain players. And I think it was very astute of Monty to deploy him. And it's one thing, you know, everyone was bashing Monty last game. I don't think you bash him after this game <laughs> this because is, he didn't. That's crazy. I know. But it's just like bashing James Jones. It's like fucking yeah. nuts. <laughs> it's like, dude, we're, we're, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. all right. And again, I think that, you know, taking Josh Akogi and putting him out there on Jordan Poole, it annoyed the shit out of Jordan Poole. It was, and, and again, he had zero made field goals. His only field goals came from, uh, or his only points, at it, that is, came from the free throw line. And that's what you got to do with this team. And I think that was a, a very, uh, again, astute way to manage the roster for Monty Williams in this game. Yes, sir. All right. Ready? Matthew. So Matthew was hanging out tonight in one of the worst wastelands the internet has. That is the subreddit for the Golden State Warriors Jamsters. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So it appears that Matthew was wearing an NFL beanie. While yeah. he was while he was there, which probably threw them off. They didn't think that you were a Suns fan because it looked like you had a sock on your head. So you got to tell me what happened on the Warriors subreddit, man. This has got to be gold because they are. Was there a bunch of people just holding up four pressure, fingers, man. reminding everybody that they had fucking four championships? Yeah, there's people. Or... They actually they had pictures of their four fingers. Some guy chopped off his fingers and just sent them in the mail. Wow. To me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's it fucking crazy. And he only sent three, so I don't know what the other oh, one went. What's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> so he sent it to a Clippers fan. You yeah. never won championship either. Oh man. So this is a this is a weird one, dude. So I never want to hear the phrase Booker is better than Curry ever again. Curry's the best player in the league right now. Absolutely. Curry's the best offensive player to ever play the game. Whoever says though Who that Booker has is ever better said than Curry? That Devin Booker is better than Steph Curry. No one, right? Uh probably Suns Facebook. Maybe they were on a oh, Suns Facebook maybe. page. Yeah, because I've never heard that before in my life. Me neither. And I've been around for a while, dude. So, I, anyways, I will, next I will I will say Charles in the chat says I was doing the subreddit stakeout and man, Warrior fans hate campaign. LOL. So look at that. Even our jamsters yeah. are starting to go into the subreddit just to observe, which just is fantastic. Vote, right? You hit, yeah, you just hit the down, vote, the down votes you while you're there. That's what I do. <laughs> I downvote anything like because I go through and I look for Suns content and they'd be like, yeah. Evan Booker's a bitch. I'm like downvote. <laughs> doesn't he show you he was it. a bitch though <laughs> what's that you just said he was no though. he's an asshole oh okay different. yeah if they said Devin booker's an asshole i'd be like yeah upvote that, he oh is, yeah that's totally ass. different what am i totally, talking totally about totally different Got all right, it. So, all right i'll go back to school right. so only way phoenix <laughs> only way phoenix bums can score in the point in the point uh score at this point is the f- score at the free throw line fucking bullshit which is oh. you know Noted oh, before, no. it's like, oh, now we're talking about they only get to the free throw line. Oh. Crazy, right? Oh, yeah, the team that's attempted the fewest amount of free throws in the league and got four yeah. last game. The only way we can score is from the free throw line. Do your research, you, you pones, you ding that. And honestly, <laughs> like, it's weird that we had to call the NBA to be like, hey, can we get some free throws? Like, that just doesn't just ref the game, dude. It's real like, quick, real quick. Shout out to Fabio in the chat. He goes, to be fair, Booker could score seventy in a loss. Curry can only get fifty. True. <laughs> so maybe he is better than Seth Curry. Never forget that day. What a day. <laughs> what a day. Uh, 
we need KD back, boys. Oh wow! Yeah, there wow. it is again. Okay. I'm sure it was in there all night long. Oh god, <laughs> KD <yeah>. chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Steph Curry playing on easy while everyone else is on hard mode. That's what it feels like, right? Like Steph True. is just—he's insane. Yeah, like, this is like, gonna last for forever. He, he just—he'll be going down the paint, and it's like, have you? I'm. You've played 2K. I'm sure many of you, the, the listeners have as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when yeah. you just accidentally hit the shoot button and just like, uh, and just yeah. throws the ball up and you yeah. completely brick it because you don't get in like the green zone? That's what he does in real life and it goes in every time. Like, he is next to level elite. It's unbelievable what he's doing carrying this team to a 6-9 record. But, I mean, mad props to him. I can't stand Steph Curry. The way he like kind of, you know, he's just, he, he's, He's like a child, but when he walks around, doesn't it look like he's always standing at a urinal? Like he's always just like hunched over, like really fucking weird. He's almost as fake as LeBron walking around. Like he has the whole cameras are on me kind of thing. It's yes. just always just nonsense. So Steph but, Curry is a bitch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, kind he's of. not an asshole for sure. No, he's not and an he's asshole. not a dick. And he's not a pussy. He's 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 a bitch. He's a good guy. Yeah. All right. So, so, <laughs> careful now. Just, I just want him to shake it off. Like he's, oh, he's always yeah. got to, like, just finish shaking, sir. <laughs> when you're at the urinal, carry on. Yeah. I was like, wait, are we talking about the urinal? Okay. So, all right. Fuck this man. Leaving Cam and Craig open every single fucking time. What the fuck can this team try on defense? Um, There's your Cameron Payne thing. I mean, like I said, like Cameron Payne and Craig being a nuisance from beyond the, beyond the arc. Yeah. And Very it was nice. probably driving him nuts. That's fantastic. Bridge is playing well enough that he's got the right to talk trash right now. Yeah, he you did saw turn that, and hit when he hit that yeah. three. That's nice to know. I mean, someone noticed it more than me how good he was playing. Well, <laughs> how many points he had? Yeah, somebody. Well, it was like when he hit that three though. Like he was on the bench pretty much. I'm like, careful, man. Like they're gonna trip you. He yeah, he like, like Clay like pushed off a little bit too. Yeah, I was like, whoa, yeah, settle yeah. down. Don't oh, careful, Clay, man. He probably careful. has a taser or something weird. <laughs> he probably <does>. right. <laughs> all right last one steph wasting his time with these bums that's how they're feeling that's why there's gonna be a big trade and it's probably gonna be jimmy butler all right there you go ladies and gentlemen that there is the sun's jam session the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout fantastic stuff there fantastic stuff it's a it's a cesspool if you go on to Warriors, uh, Warriors subreddit, man, I mean, it's just it, it really is interesting to hear some of the things they say. And like, you know, again, how they and, and we're and, and their fans just like we are, you know, like they see the deficiencies in their team. They get frustrated with Clay. They get frustrated with their defense and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. I just love that we're two on against the Warriors this year because fuck the Warriors. It- yeah, but then they beat us once, and they make a trade, then they're going to be the favorites. So, yeah, obviously, great game, but it means nothing. You just have to get the win no matter what, no 100%. matter how it ended. 100%. All right, Matthew, I've been waiting all night to ask you about this. Uh, it was going to be my uh, Matthew, uh, whatever that segment's called, I got to ask. Uh, but you know what? I always lead off with asking about the jerseys. But tonight's the first night. We saw the pinwheel logo located right there in the center of the court. You can see it uh, right over there next to Matthew on the our podcast. Play, again, paying tribute to the 22 tribes of Arizona. We saw the turquoise uniforms. What was your reaction? How, how do you think it looked? Something different for sure. Very nice. Very nice. I, so I liked it. Um, the only parts I didn't like, and of course, we're just going to critique it a little bit. And of course. Dan Duarte, don't listen. I guess he hates his stuff or whatever. But yeah, the only... 
it's not content for you, Dan. Just turn it off. <laughs> the only thing is the turquoise lines on the uh, free throw line and stuff. Like, yeah, I know that too. was. I didn't like that. That was the worst part for me. I think the turquoise on the jerseys was enough, and I'm glad it wasn't really anywhere else on the court. I think it wor- worked really well, man. And of course, the only thing on the jersey is you wish it was a different logo. Um, yes. But everything everything looked good. I don't think it was a bad look at all. I think that it was a very clean look on the court. It did look like last year's a little bit. Of course, it's like mm-hmm. the same kind of dynamic. Yep. But I mean, it was beautiful. I thought the whole thing kind of meshed really well. Um, I just think the jerseys can be a little bit better. And then the court with the teal, maybe they could have been like red. Because I like the red outline on the yeah. outside. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So I, my brother texts me out of nowhere. He goes, what the fuck is this? Are we the Charlotte Hornets? And he, because he had no idea what's going on, and I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. And I try to explain it to him as much as I can, as, as as while I'm watching the game on Twitter, taking notes, and just like tired from a long day. And I'm like, I'm just not even going to talk to him about it. But here's what I realized: when you <laughs> always not watching Jesus, dude. <laughs> he never is. My family doesn't support anything I do. Oh, um, yeah, you know that's why we have each other. Uh, when I when I saw the Suns logo on the the bottom line, right where the score was, they had the teal. And then they had the orange with it. And I was like, fuck, what does this remind me of? And then I realized they looked a lot like the Miami Marlins with the mm. teal and the black and a little bit of orange in there. And obviously they had the red accents. And, you know, so it's something that I, it's definitely the pinwheel logo itself has grown on me. Obviously what it stands for uh, is absolutely awesome. So it's like, I can't knock that. I, I, I still don't know if I like it a hundred percent, but it's definitely something that's grown on me. I do like that the sunburst logo in the ch- on the middle of the chest. It appears to be a lot bigger than the Orange Friday ones, right? The Orange yeah, Fridays, the Friday one was a little teeny. It was like tiny. Dude. Yeah, because yeah, I remember like, always seeing their breasts. Like their breasts yeah. were like, like Booker's nips. More, dude. B- Booker's nips yeah. were like, yeah. you know, on each side of it. Like now it kind of covered it a little bit. A little bit. A His little nips bit. Get hard, though, man. Yeah, they do. Can't and tame those. But I do like how it was. It was, but again, I think everybody agrees. Like, if the pinwheel logo, the PHX pinwheel, was in the middle, like that would look fucking sick. Like, big yeah. in the middle, you know, like the hat. The hat they have. The only good one is like the teal with the with that logo. Yeah, on and it, I, I want think. that. I want that. Mm, I, if like, I, I had money, man, what the yeah, fuck? Me how too. do people buy shit right now? Well, because like when when <laughs> you got two jobs, <laughs> I guess with, with with interest rates and inflation and tax on everything, you know, essentially what it comes down to is we need you jamsters to donate via the super chat. Or to donate to the pod or something, hit me up at John Voida on my Venmo. Throw me some so I yeah. can go get these hats and such. But it, I, I, it definitely did uh, grow on me. It definitely. Did I don't grow like on the numbers me. though. I think the numbers need like to be numbers bigger. Either. And I don't like how it like separated the colors. Like it was just yeah. Like, They're doing that, and there's a reason for it, and I get it. But yeah, the numbers Ooh, yeah. I was not a fan of. Not a fan yeah, of those. Didn't like it. We're, we're always numbers guys, dude. It, yeah, everything. That's why, and that's why those fucking the throwback 93s are so great because they're huge and they're white nice and, and they, they they pop on the screen. You can sit there and read the guy's number easily. Whereas like you sit there and you're like squinting trying to see it on your, on yeah. your 22 inch non HD television. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters. Here's a reminder. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hit the thumbs up button if you're on YouTube. Brian Herrera says, "Let's not talk about Booker's nipples, please." LOL. So uh, don't talk. Nipples, man. Everyone's got them. He just got, has I, really hard nipples. He I've got an undershirt. I've so. got nipples. Greg, can you milk me? I'm one of those people. You can't see it right now, but <laughs> yeah. I have. It always looks like I got tho. It's just my life, and I got like, tho tiny too nipples. hot. Titty hard tiny. on. 
titty hard outs. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've always had the puffy nipple thing. And I think ever since I stopped eating corn, like corn yeah. and like any kind of breads or gluten stuff would always make them puffy. So when I stopped doing that, they're, they're kind of normal. They're still a little bigger than what a guy should have. Cause you don't use your nipples, but no. dude, they get, Whenever I I've, hit that fucking corn hard, dude, they get puffed. Damn, get really you, puffed, dude. Booker puff status. Daddy. Booker yes. status. Well, we'll go through looking at <laughs> what some of the champsters are talking about. Uh, campaign, Mikhail Bridges and Devin Booker from Crazy Luigi. Kiko gives it to my jam star, the starting five. Haboob gets the jam star from Ted Lubin. Um, Low Sun says, here comes the pain jam star. Um, pain from Felix. Pain from uh, Fabio. Got to be pain from Thomas Danette. Jamstar, uh, uh, Kale, and, and Payne from Mario Lopez. What do you think, Matthew? Who's your Jamstar of the game? Um, You know what? Do you want to go first? Because I, I want to think between two guys. I just need, I need a moment, man. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go with Campaign, 100%. I think that the way that he was orchestrating the offense, pushing the pace, and, and again, hitting those threes. You know, six from 10 from beyond the arc, that's 18 of his 29 points was from beyond the arc in a game in which we needed three-point shooting because that's how you have to combat this team. They're going to keep shooting threes. And the way that he that he navigated this offense and led us to a victory, I'm all about campaign. Yeah, I'll go with that. And campaign for sure, not his nipples. Not I don't his know nipples, what, Mike. Good I mean, call. I've seen his – he was uh, – him and DeAndre did that dance or whatever in the locker room. Yeah. So you've seen them. They're not really much. Yeah, they're like flat nips. They're like squash like pepperonis. Uh, times Aussie <laughs> Suns fans pod gives it to Clay Thompson. <laughs> uh, Kevin, the, the NBA for potentially talking to the refs? Question mark. Yeah, they they kind of talk. How does that even go down though? I don't know. Like, they're like hey, uh, like, hey guys, um, do Tony Brothers did a fucking horrible job tonight? I will say that from a refereeing standpoint and officiating standpoint, we shouldn't I have thought, humans doing any of this. Like, it's I impossible know. to ref these games. It should just be like if that's happening, someone sees it from upstairs. Oh, foul! It should be hey, that quick. We just need artificial intelligence to take over everything. Yeah, just that's it. Then we'll complain about that still. <laughs> Coach Fallen Founder, I'm sorry for Lissy's political crush lost the race. Because Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake lost. Um, <laughs> you, she, like, do you think she's hot? Uh, but she likes your puffy nips. <laughs> she did, yeah. We went to Big Surf once, and like she didn't. She was the first girl not to make fun of me, so <laughs> that's why we got along so well. <laughs> <laughs> so. On that note, uh, we have the Jazz coming up. What day of the week is it right now, Matthew? Friday. Oh, it's is Wednesday. Today, is it Wednesday? So yeah. Friday, we have the Jazz at Jazz. Uh, Suns will be wearing the City Edition jerseys again. I think they're wearing the next four games. Dude, yeah. Speaking of jerseys, I think the Jazz court and the jerseys actually look pretty good. It's they're pretty gonna, simple. They're going to be wearing their their 90s throwbacks in that game. Oh, if nice. you ever want to know what the Suns and, and their opposition is going to be wearing, go to lockervision.nba.com, and they actually have all of those matchups because I oh, always nice. look at that shit. Uh, for marketing reasons, because as you can see, our everything in here is turquoise. So yeah, hurry, turquoise. Oh, turquoise, change blah. it, change <laughs> it now. Shit. So uh, we'll be coming to you live on Friday night, Jamster. So if you want to spend your Friday night with John, with Matthew, and our nipples, stop on by. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Matthew, did we miss anything? Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think we've covered it all, but maybe I missed something. No, I'm actually very surprised that we covered everything tonight, John. I went through my <laughs> notes earlier. I'm like, how are we going to get through this pod? And cover all these notes, but we did it. You did it once again. You did it once man. again. One another great podcast. Thank you everybody for hanging out as long as you have. Again, remember to hit that thumbs up button. Remember to subscribe, 
And if you're interested in having, see this little pinwheel logo we got? Uh, bring it up like this. Bing! If you, want, if you want your name to be inside there, because I design, you know, I took their son's logo. I, I do a little graphic design myself, you know. Uh, you can ask the Aussie Suns fans. I did it for them. You know, it's yeah. like Twitter is I, confusing as hell. Everyone has the same. Everyone has logo. the same logo. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to paint Twitter turquoise. So hit us, hit me up on Twitter if you want to donate uh, to help me pay for my graphic design software. I always appreciate that. Uh, but just hit me up, DM me on Twitter at Darth Void. I'll go ahead. And I'll make you one of these logos with your name in it. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, until then, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Follow the show at Suns Jam. Follow me at Darth Voida. Read my writing on Bright Side of the Sun. Follow Matthew. Matthew. That's all I got. All right. I won't go home and love your puffy nipples. No. No. Only Carrie Lake can love your nipples. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.